Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Mavs Corner. My name is Kyle Klish, and on this today's episode, it's just going to be a lot of random stuff, on. So we're going to be winging it. That's probably the title of the episode. We're going to be winging it, and I say we because, once again, everybody, I got my bud, Falcon. Falcon, how are you doing today, man? <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm super good, as always. Ready to get some random sauce on these wings. Random sauce indeed on his wings, and let's go ahead and get started. Uh, you know, I have I got so many things I want to talk about, but the first thing that just it just popped up in my head. Falcon doesn't even know I'm going to bring this up, but how how do you feel about Boban hitting not one, but two three pointers in 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 in, in a row? You know, one two games in a row. How, how do you feel about that, man? I mean, what more needs to be said? I think my first time on the podcast, right, was when I was talking about how the evolution of the big man now, like, it's, it's almost as if if you don't hit your three, we're not putting you on the floor, right? It's it's not just traditionally, hey, go up and get that ball now. It's like, these guys have to be able to shoot from range too. And for Boban to do that and to do it in two straight games, I mean, come on. That's, that's game over, right? <laughs> Game over indeed it was uh, against the Sixers for sure, which we'll definitely get into. But just uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the Lakers game too. I know I mentioned it last episode. I ate it, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But one of the highlights of that game was Boban making that three-pointer. It was just – it was it was beautiful, and it just made me think, you know what? The When the darkest becomes – or when the night becomes the darkest, you know, it just feels like Boban is there to give us a little uplifting spirit whatever. So it, it feels great to have Boban on our team, and I hope that they sign him to more years besides this one and next year personally. But – uh, I just wanted to talk a bit about that. Uh, next thing that I want to talk about, I've got it right here on my screen in front of me, so I do want to talk about this. I think we can do this for a bit. Got the second results of the All-Star votes. Right now, uh, LeBron James is number one. He surpassed Luka from the first ballot. Uh, Luka was number one in the West. Now, now LeBron is. So it's a little scary. I'm voting every day. Uh, it's it's every day, every morning. I'm I'm voting. A lot of people are voting like multiple times per day. I'm unfortunately not doing that, but I'm still putting in my efforts. I'm even, I even have, uh, so I'm basically a pharmacist right now, guys. And we have this vaccine room with a, with a whiteboard. And on that whiteboard, I have a note on there. It says, please vote for Luca for NBA all-stars uh, team. It's just do it on Google. You know, it's deadline is January 20th. So Falcon, how are you doing? Are you are you voting every day? What what should we, what do we need to tell our fans? Oh yes, um, I have remained steadfast in the words of Matt I. Moody, who I've said before: constant vigilance. Right, <gasps> I've I've done it. I'm there. Uh, I've said it before. I said it, and I think it was the last podcast. Guys, just do it. It takes two minutes tops. You know, you're on your phone anyway. You know, you're probably listening to the anchor app through it right now. So. Hey, just do it before, after, whenever. Just get it done. Let's get our boy to the top. Let's make him cap. At at tops two minutes because let's let's just be real. It takes maybe a minute to get to Google and to type in NBA All Star vote. That's all you do. Oh, yeah. Then wow. the teams pull up. You pick Dallas Mavericks and then you pick Luca. You pick Porzingis. You pick Kleba and then you finish it off with a little bit of Ryan Brokoff and that's it. Done. Finito. <laughs> I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the recipe for a good time right there. 
But I, I really would love to see Luca not just be an all-star starter, which that's going to happen. Guess what? Rick Carlisle, he even said that on a post-game interview. He's already said it, that, that he's going to be an all-star starter. It's like, wow. Like, he doesn't say a lot of things like that when it's not clear and evident, but it, it pretty much is clear and evident that he's going to be a starter. But I want him to be a captain. And they, they do the draft, I think, still with uh, the, the top guy in the West and the top guy in the East. They, they, they do a little pool draft. And I would love sure. to see Luka be able to select his players. It would be kind of funny, but I think that he would probably pick LeBron first. I don't think he would pick Porzingis first. Falcon, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, I mean, if if Porzingis if, is an All Star, let me let's just if, play if hypothetical. I'm, sure, yeah. If I'm being completely unbiased, could you pick anyone else other than LeBron? Yeah, I could pick and, Dirk. And, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, current players, sir. It's <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's it's all about entertainment. All Star Weekend is for the fans. You know. Hey guys, come watch this. Just enjoy yourself. Take a seat back. Crack open a cold one. You know, if if you pick LeBron, awesome. I mean, LeBron has been the player of the decade. You know, that's his. That's his idol too. Yeah, and, and you know, it's it. I think it just speaks to him who he is as a person, and that's what I'm most interested in, right? Like the LeBron thing. That's not a for sure pick. Uh, I'm not mad at all if he does pick LeBron over KP. I just. Hey, young man, go have fun with it. Yeah, you're doing something. Assuming he's in that role, if you're a captain at 20, like you're you're doing something that 99.99999 other people are never gonna do, right? <laughs> so right, right. The only people just, in the conversation are like Oscar Robertson, Michael yeah. Jordan, Magic Johnson. Pretty much Which, it. That's great company to have. So, okay. uh, I mean, yeah, just just go out and do you, Luca. So. Yeah, to answer your question, I, I don't have any issue with it. I would be really surprised, or not really surprised, but really um, interested to see how he would round out like his top five, for instance. Yeah, so I'm looking at the leaders here. We got LeBron. As far as front court, we got LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Kawhi Leonard. I'll just go top three. Mm-hmm. And then for guards, we have Luka, James Harden, and Damian Lillard. Right, but but here's the thing: it's it's the pool includes both Eastern and Western Conference players. So we'll assume Giannis uh, is going to yeah. win the Eastern Conference. Giannis is going to be the Eastern Conference uh, captain. So that will leave Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, and Jimmy Butler as the front court. Guards would be Kimba Walker, Kyrie Irving, and Trey Young. So. With that, as far as those players that I just mentioned, there's obviously there's a, there's a lot more, but to me, Trey Young would be the most interesting if Luca decided to pick him, not first, but like maybe third or fourth or something like that. Like that'd be mm-hmm. those guys are always being uh, compared to, you know, Trey Young and Luca. And unfortunately for Trey, it's it's always like Luca has the has the upper hand. Not to say that Trey Young isn't having a great season or a career, he is. Oh, he's, but, he's killing it right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, but Luca's definitely significantly he, he's definitely better i won't say significantly but he's he's definitely better so anybody interesting that pops out at you as far as those as those, as those names like derrick rose he's fourth in the in the eastern conference right now yeah he's having actually a pretty spectacular season too and that's mostly because uh blake griffin i don't know if you heard about that he had a knee surgery so he's out indefinitely and a lot of yes. the 
the big wigs are talking about how he's going to be for the rest of the season. And he's been kind of injury prone anyway, uh, as it is, but that's allowed Derek Rose to step up. And, you know, he's, he's starting to look more like the D Rose of, you know, yesteryear. I mean, he, he'll never be MVP D Rose again, but I mean, if, even if he's playing 50 to 75% of yeah. that guy, and that's, it looks like that's what he's doing. Yeah. I, I can totally see why he's fourth. Uh, I know you said something about Giannis too. I, Giannis is going to win that for sure. He's for sure. It's not even votes. Yeah, it's yeah. He's a like, that, yeah to whoever is in second place. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't Joel, know. Uh, yeah, Joel and B like one point one point something million, right? But Giannis is one point seven, and yeah. Giannis is at three point three point two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's almost doubled it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it speaks for itself, right? Uh, I I would really enjoy seeing Trey and Luke on the same team. I mean, that would just you know just put the yeah. five for a second. Just again, he's a young man too. Let him have fun. Yeah, I think that would be that would I would I would love that. That would be great. Also, one more quick note here: we have a, a six in the front court in the Eastern Conference. Taco Taco Fall from the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. That guy he's is a, getting a bunch of votes and. It, you know, he's a fan favorite, right? It's just it's a lot of it has to do with his height. Obviously, he is the tallest player in the league, mm-hmm. even taller than Boban. But boy, that would be—I don't think he's going to make it because here's the thing: the fan vote is fifty percent. Then you have the players' vote, and then you have the media vote. And I'm pretty sure they're not going to vote for Taco Fall. But would that not be yeah. crazy if he made it? Just hypothetically, of course. Right, hypothetically, that that would be nuts. Uh, yeah, and, and you're right. You nailed it. I, I don't see that being a real possibility. Right. Yeah, they vote very seriously. It's not like just all of us, you know, if I could vote Luca five times, I would kind of thing, right? If if, if you're yeah. a, a fan, the average fan, kind of like us, yeah, they, they take it way more seriously. So there's no way Taco Fall eventually. But yeah, uh, I mean, you bring him up. Like, I know Caruso's on that list for the West. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of the same thing over there. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? This guy's like 23 years old and is already balding. Uh, yep. Yep. I wanted to bring that up. And here's another thing, too. Carl Anthony Towns, he has 3,000 more votes than Taco Fall. That's barely – that's nothing, guys. And that that is concerning. Like, that guy is – on a tear he's doing great he's averaging like 29 points 11 rebounds a couple blocks he's shooting very efficiently from three pointers and he is down at six in in, in the front court western conference that guy should be way up higher but unfortunately and now correct me if i'm wrong falcon it's just in the market that he's in up there in minnesota those guys are they're not that great i think that's it it's got to be a big part of it you know smaller regional places like minnesota here for us in okc uh, you shoot. I would even throw San Antonio there, even though it's a Texas city. You know, these smaller markets, it's hard to get as much coverage and and media love. And they Definitely. Yeah. If it, it's it's okay, so I mean, we're the Dallas Mavs, right? Obviously, a lot of the fans are probably going to support the Dallas Cowboys too. I'm I just making broad generalizations here. I don't know if any of you guys actually are, but you know, it's if you're in prime time all the time, it's a lot easier to get seen and get noticed. If you get like one game every three weeks, yes, exactly. So my point was that they were a small market, but you made an even better point. It's just 
they're not winning that many games. Their record is bad. They're mm-hmm. not going to be nationally televised because they're not a good team. It's yeah. it's just because yeah. of their non-winning record, and th- that that's that's fair. I mean, I don't want to see guys on the All-Star team that are coming from a really bad team, unless if they're just absolutely fantastic. And Carl Anthony Towns is that, and I, I think he will be in the All-Star game. It's just it's just kind of crazy that he's way down there in the fan vote. Guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a bit more about so many different things. So you guys stay tuned. All right, then. Welcome back to the Mavs Corner. Uh, This episode, I got my buddy Falcon with me, and we're just talking about a lot of random things. First segment, we talked about some all-star voting. Uh, Guys vote every day. Luca's second right now behind LeBron. I strongly believe that he will be still an all-star captain be still whatever but uh now falcon is there anything that you want to talk about right now or do you want me to keep going on with these random sauce topics to go on our wings (laughs) random sauce man keep going keep going man for sure i've got plenty so uh last game it was against the sixers obviously we both watched the game we were both very happy about it obviously you guys listened to my episode a couple days ago uh Falcon Dirk was there the, uh, the other night against the Sixers. He watched the game there on on you know floor seat with Mark Cuban, and they showed him on the on the jumbotron or whatever you want to call it, the big screen. Mm-hmm. And everyone went nuts. It was great. And I believe now the Mavericks are three and zero when Dirk shows up to a game. So how, how do you feel about it? Do you what? How can you describe? Uh, your emotions when you see him at a game and like, do you think there's anything uh, like truth about like him, you know, uplifting the team? Give me your thoughts, man. (laughs) Okay. First off the goat, right? He's the goat. He's the king. I just, uh, I love when he's in house. Wish we lived in Dallas to see it live in person, but you know, you make do and, I'm almost positive they were playing We Are the Champions, right? Yes, they were. Yeah, so, I mean, great pick, great song by the, the media people there. Uh, I, I love the fact that it's a thing. Now, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a realist, right? I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, well, you know, <laughs> we're winning because he's there. But to say that he doesn't have some kind of influence over the players, yes. over the crew, yeah, that would be – ridiculous uh, he he's his presence is definitely felt and known there's no way he doesn't uplift him in some way shape or form uh shoot man Derek, keep keep coming every time <laughs> i want to see us Please. like in 15 right instead of a 10 game winning streak like our 10 game is over 500 i want to see us double or win loss that'd be cool but yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, it's, it's no he's no, but, uh, it, it's it's great everything about it i love it don't have a single complaint I, I have one complaint, and they've mentioned it on the broadcast early in the season that people, they even even the broadcast guys, Mark Followill, and that the others, they they have requested to Dirk uh, be on the broadcast, you know, during the game, and he respectfully declined, and that is not surprising at all. He doesn't want to take any uh, limelight, is that what you call it, or spotlight? He doesn't spotlight, take, take yeah. any attention away from the team right now and that's 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 Dirk man he's always been that way but and I think they mentioned it on the broadcast you know the beginning of the season that he will eventually be on the broadcast and that to me is just going to be 
icing on the cake, cherry on top. That I just cannot wait for it. You know, he has that 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 famous liner. He's like, "Let's go home or shut it down." Oh, <laughs> you, you remember that when they made an alley oop or something like that? Oh, it was just yeah, it was of beautiful. course. I just yeah. Oh. Could you imagine just, him that, broadcasting and being like, "Oh, look at that burger!" <laughs> right? I want to see him uh, broadcast when Bobon hits a three or or a standing dunk. That'd be freaking awesome. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if uh, is ready for that. <laughs> yes, I just just can't wait for it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we're three and zero. Whenever he's showing up to games, so yeah, please keep on coming, Dirk. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Bobon, let's, let's just keep talking about Bobon, man. Against the Lakers, he had 14 points, 10 rebounds in just 10 minutes. Falcon, do you know that that's only happened two times, including this one from Bobon, since 1955-56? This is one of those legitimate stats, it sounds like. Not that, one of those, yes. you know, Luca's the first person to have a triple double while eating ice cream in the morning and pitting his dog at night. I hate those stats. The Mavs, <laughs> dude, the Mavs Instagram and Twitter, they put out crazy crap like that all the time. So this is actually very refreshing that you gave me something very storied in history. Uh, no, I, yes. I didn't know that actually. So that is very significant. Wow. I didn't know that. that and it's not, like uh unusual i mean okay it's, it ha- it's only happened twice since 1955 but for bobon he is very very efficient productive in the limited time that he's on the floor he's his per uh historically it's it's up there with like michael jordan believe it or not Ooh. guys you can look it up yes i have looked it up a lot of uh, people social media they have talked about it in the past he is one of the best he doesn't play that much guys but when he does it's just it's huge and we've seen it. We saw it last night. We saw it the other night. So give me more Bobon. Yes. And, and quickly on that. So there's, there's kind of two notes after what you said right there. Um, that, that speaks to me about that. We, we do know he, he doesn't play much. And I'm thinking back to last season where he was with Toby in um, L.A. when they were on the Clippers together. And I'm, I'm trying to remember how many minutes he was getting a night too. And it's just – I don't think it was anything upward, really, of what he's getting here. Um, but, I mean, for for someone at that size, weight, you know, build, stature, all of it, uh, to come out and be able to do that, put up ridiculous PERs, and I'm sure a plus-minus on top of that. Like, it's just uh, – it's, it's everything. It's what you want in a team. It's what you need to see. And we obviously have to use him sparingly because, you know, against those really quick guys he, or, or on the perimeter, he's not going to be as efficient, right? Um, right. And, and Rick knows what he's doing, and that's probably why you're seeing him have such a high PER. The other point I was going to make was think of how think of how great that shows Michael Jordan being because Jordan was a very high-usage oh. player. You know, right. And for him to have that stat being on the floor for, what, 30 to 35 minutes, and, you know, that that's what I'm saying. It's That's ridiculous. So we, I'm talking about Dirk being the GOAT. Yeah, well, Mike, Michael's a GOAT too. So yes. that's, that's crazy yes. stuff right there. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. And maybe I mentioned this before, but someone was talking about, like, who's the greatest players of all time? And 
I, uh, this was at work and I said, well, it's no brainer. It's Dirk Nowitzki. And they were laughing at me because guys, we live in Oklahoma and they're like, no, shoot Dirk. He's not even better than Kevin Durant. And I was like, no, he's definitely better than Kevin Durant. I said, there's only one, one person that might be better than Dirk and it's Michael Jordan. And I was being kind of funny because there's probably a couple more that, that have been better there's, than Dirk. There's definitely yeah, throughout the annals of history, but I feel yeah. where you're coming from. You know where I'm coming from and, like I'm gonna have to, I'm going to support my my guy all the way to the end. <laughs> it's just that's that's not gonna not happen. Like I'm gonna support him. See, uh, here's a here's a good argument that a lot of people have had, and it's gonna continue on forever. It's Tim Duncan versus Dirk Nowitzki versus Kevin Garnett. Like who's the top guy? Who's second? Who's third? A lot of people, and I can't. Har- really disagree with this but a lot of people put tim duncan at number one and it's hard to disagree with that because of all the championships he's had he had a good situation guys he had manu ginobili he had tony parker he had a really good team he had one of the best coaches dirk he's he arguably he the best coach of all time yeah yeah and that's there's another argument too but uh you know, I, I, I will concede that. I will say Tim Duncan – and a lot of people say Tim, Tim, Tim Duncan wasn't even a power forward, that he was a center. There's another argument. I don't know. But if we're going to consider him a power forward, I can say, yeah, Tim Duncan will let him have it. But offensively, I'm definitely picking Dirk number one. And then overall, I'll have Dirk number two. Kevin Garnett, he's number three. His defense he's was three, great. But that was sure. – yeah, he's yeah. definitely three. Well, and look at the situation that he was put in in 2008 when he won with the Celtics, right? You had – Paul Pierce and Rajon Rondo, who at the time, and Ray peak. yeah, uh, I, I don't want to hear what KG. I like KG. Don't get me wrong, KG. You ever hear yeah. this? <laughs> don't come at me, bro. All right, <laughs> I watch your new movie with Adam Sandler, but yeah, but behind those other two guys, it's he's he's up there for sure. Definitely, definitely. Uh, you mentioned Rick Rick Carlisle. Um, mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and segue to him going to backtrack to the Lakers game. If you know this Falcon, uh, Carlisle was ejected. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was a very controversial call. Um, clearly the, the ball was out of bounds by the Lakers and somehow, I don't know, LeBron thought it was different and he was talking to the refs and the Mavericks inbounded the ball and clearly DeLon Wright, I think it was DeLon Wright, he had the ball in his hands and then the whistle was blown. Then the whistle was blown. After he got the ball in his hands, whistle was blown, play, play was called dead, and they said, oh, we're going to review it. And that was not right. And then Carlisle, he, he had had it. And he got thrown out. He took his jacket off, which that hardly ever happens, like, on uh-huh. air. And he stormed out. It was beautiful. And to me, that and a lot of people said this, too. We needed that. Like, that's just how all most fans felt like. We're like, no, forget it, man. You guys are – are ridiculous i'm out of here and i even tweeted that i was like I, this was garbage like it was five versus eight you know five versus five plus right. the three refs on the lakers team it's frustrating I, what do you think about the uh, the ejection man like was it a good deal for us or was it I mean, how, what are your thoughts so ejections are obviously never good you never want them you never want to see it from your fan base or, or not necessarily your fan base from your organization uh, or the fan base, period, right? Like, you don't want to be someone sitting in the stands and getting thrown out because you were being rude, dirty, wrong, whatever adjective you want to use. Uh, but here in this instance, it's a necessary evil. And, and you already nailed it, right? Uh, Rick was just – he was the embodiment at that moment of all Mavs fans. And we, we quote Dragon Ball Z all the time. 
you know, Goku, uh-huh. Spirit Bomb, his ultimate move up until at least, you know, Super. I haven't caught up on that yet. But, you know, Rick Carlisle was essentially our Spirit Bomb. Every one of our frustrations and mental <laughs> feelings and all of that, that was him when he was yelling at the refs and got ejected. It was wrong. I'm really tired of all these Lakers dick riding. Like, I can't stand the Lakers organization to begin with, first off, right? So, it, for oh. the not, you know, trying to be a dead son or anything like that. But uh, just – they're such an annoying fan base. And all the covers yes. came with them before LeBron got there. You know, like, it's just magnified now. So, it just seems like every night it's all about, oh, what are the Lakers doing? What are the Lakers doing? Like, the rest of the world doesn't care. There's 30 other teams, right, or 29 other teams. Um, it, it was a necessary evil. It was the right move, I think, to get that heated, to get that mad. The replay showed everything. They were just, oh, what more can we do to help the Lakers? Okay, guys, that is going to do it for part one of this special episode. Just winging it with Falcon, my buddy Falcon, with a little bit of random sauce. So, as always, want to thank you for listening to the Mavs Corner. You can follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. It's going to be at Mavs Corner. Send us a comment or question, anything like that. We'll be more than happy to reply to you. And as always, thank you for listening to the Mavs Corner and following us. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.